Yo, 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 welcome to Two Americas. I am Zynga. And I'm Scott. And we are The, the Conservative, Conservative Couple. Couple. We've got a few things we want to talk about today, one of which is the Digital Health Pass. Mm. Mm, teaser. Scary. But mm. before we get to that, we're going to talk about two other things, one of which is um, the exposing of Planned Parenthood. If you don't know, you're going to know later. And then leftist virtue signal about war in Ukraine. How? I don't know. The mental gymnastics it takes to do that, it's a talent. It's a talent. But anyway... Scotty, how was your week? Because last week we had a we had a rough week. Last we did week. have a we rough talked week about it on the show. Yeah. Um, this but this week, better. it's been better. It's, it's better. Yeah, it's been it's been better. It's been a normal week. Uh, none of the normal well normal challenges. None of the crazy stuff that we were dealing with last time. And, and you know, for everybody out there, like, isn't every week kind of crazy? <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of the problem I've been having the last couple of years. Is my normal is no longer normal. You know, yes. it's like my level of anxiety and stress and concern has has sort of been like. It's like this volume meters on these sound things in front of us. You know, it's like, oh, we're supposed to be in like the four or five range, but it's just like my life is perpetually in an eight. Yes. You, you know? know, my my life before meeting you was kind of boring. Um, <laughs> You're and safe then that, and boring. And then I met you and I'm like, everything's going to be perfect and we're going to have a white picket fence yes. and you're going to come home with a briefcase and our little tan babies are going to run outside and say, daddy, and you're going to pick them up. And then we're going to have, unfortunately, a little dog that's going to run out and love you. And I'm gonna kick it. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs> she hates my dog. People. I don't hate. It's not. No. It was a. It was a fake dog. It was a imagination. It was dog. an imaginary dog that you could safely kick without repercussions. Indeed. And I was <laughs> actually in my mind, it was a golden retriever. So it's different. All right. As long as it's not a corgi. Yeah, it's not your dog. Um, but then I met you, and the news is just like, and it's just, ah, it's just crazy. And that's the thing. We're not the only ones on this. I talk to people all the time who are like, yeah, I was, we were going to renew our wedding vows in Europe, but mm-hmm. then the vaccination passed and all the stuff screwed that up for us. Uh, you know, I was going to finally get my car that I'd saved up for for 30 years, kind of a retirement gift to myself, but then the economy tanked. Yep. I was going to, you know, take my kids and and I was going to invest in their small business, which was their dream. And it was my dream to give that to them. And now we're all just kind of struggling to stay afloat. Like, oh, I was going to get myself off of like government assistance and do this, that and the other. And then I had a depressed episode because of all this terrifying stuff in the news. And now I'm spiraling out of control. And it's just like the whole world has just been punched in the gut. Like the good thing is, is I lost my job. And because I lost my job, because uh, coronavirus and uh, what what is uh, the drinker calls it? He calls it... um, uh, the the unknown the disease the, of unknown origin that shall not be named yes. or something like that. Oh, you have such a good memory. That hit. I lost my job and I was like, well, dang, I have time to date. So that's when I got on the dating app and I met you. So like, that's the good thing that came out of this. But then later that year, I was diagnosed with cancer, and it's just like, Life, it's like all the good things get canceled out. Z is like one of those memes where you take like all the people from that Japanese wipeout show, and she is just a montage of just getting hit in the face, flung into mud, bouncing off of things, and landing horribly. Like that has been Z's life in the last two years, and yet somehow I've been blessed to be a part of it. So you get to you take the good with the bad. Yeah, you, gotta, <laughs> you just gotta take it. Just gotta, gotta take it. Enough about us. Let's talk about how crazy the world is. Indeed. So we got this interesting um, David DeLayden character who, you know, he's out there doing the Lord's work, doing investigative journalism to uncover the cruelties mm-hmm. and the profiteering behind Planned Parenthood, which, as all of you know, is health care for women. Obviously. Obviously. If it's a vagina involved. 
It's, it's health care. At least that's what they use as a euphemism to distract you from the fact that it is a baby murdering factory. It is. You know what? I am vehemently, vehemently, vehemently against abortion. Like there is nothing that can change my mind against abortion. I have thought about um, myself if I were in a situation like if I were, God forbid, were raped or something like that and a baby came out of it. I could not bring myself to murder that child. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You you have you have much. uh much more consistent standards on most things than most people, even me. And so that's why I always hold you in such high esteem morally is because I kind of like try to set my bar by your behavior Mm -hmm. because you have been given the opportunities to mess up and you've never taken them. I have. Well, well, think about think about the way God works, because I always have God in mind. I always have eternity in mind. And it's easy to have like a malleable uh, uh, moral compass if you don't have God in mind or something bigger than you or eternity or whatever. So, I like I I like I I can't wrap my mind around the like I said the mental gymnastics and the the wickedness because it is it's wicked the wickedness that it takes to kill a baby and I get that there's all kinds of situations um, it's like inconvenience sure and sometimes it is the rich woman that's like ah I don't want the baby right now we'll get an abortion husband like some people some married people get abortions which is insane to me and some people would be like me where you're you're low income and it's just like I, I can't take care of this baby the guy he's not going to help me and I and I get that and I sympathize with that yeah. but you know you know shoot me in the face for caring more about the person getting ripped apart but whatever crazy right yeah that's you know just me you know it's, it's interesting we've literally sacrificed millions upon millions of babies many of them minorities um, for on the altar of uh, financial convenience right mm-hmm. and then people will when you present this argument and say like maybe we should stop this or maybe we should make it illegal or maybe we should at least let the states decide Mm -hmm. federalism Mm -hmm. there's a thought which states want to based on their communities to have this kind of option and so everybody's flipping out at texas and other places that have things like heartbeat bills and they're trying to limit abortion and so forth and everybody's thinking like roe v wade is on the table we've discussed this in other shows and we won't get into it too much today because it's not kind of the focus of this but the argument that's the, the arguments i've always heard are things like, well, what about rape? Or what about incest? Mm-hmm. What about like sex trafficking? What about all these horrific scenarios like the baby's going to kill her if you try to give birth to it because it's just all defective and there's mm-hmm. nothing the doctors can do. And it's like, okay, well, Judaic law already has allocations for those morally where it's like if the mother has like a 0% chance of living and that baby's going to twist her guts up inside and do something terrible to her, they'll say, okay, you know, in this horrible horrible case, unfortunately, the, the woman's life is going to take precedence. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. And I think that's a good moral standard. Right. It's a and bit- I still would like I, before you say I do, you should know I'm going to choose the child. But see, that's the thing. Right. We see so many cases where doctors are wrong. I mean, you, you can go you can go find this information on the Internet pretty readily where case after case after case of OBGYNs and other experts will tell you, oh, your kid's going to have Down syndrome or it's going to have this or, that or the other or it's going to have this defect or this problem. And the parents pray about it. They're thoughtful about it. They do their own research. They get multiple opinions and they all say the same thing. Like if you have this kid, you got like a 30% chance of living or the kid's not going to live or it's going to be deformed. It's going to be a huge stress on your life, blah, blah, blah. And they have the kid and they love it and they're happy. And yeah, maybe they do have some challenges. Maybe the kid does have Down syndrome or something like that. It's like, so it's a life. Mm-hmm. Let it live, you know. Yeah. Like, and 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 the people always, the people who make that choice are always happier. That's the thing, right? That's a dirty little secret nobody ever shows you. Is like a doctor always tells you all the things that can go wrong because it's their job to mitigate risk, right? But then they don't tell you about the success stories of the people who who took that risk. And so that's the thing I think is like 
needs to be emphasized is that you should always favor life over everything else. You know, and 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 that'll give you courage mm-hmm. when you're when you're facing the unknown. And plus, you know, when you're talking about like things like rape or uh, incest and these things or the other, you're representing like a, like a mi- minority of a minority it's of a minority. It's less than a percent. It's not even a significant enough percentage to be part of the discussion. It's, it's mostly convenience. And so let's face it, folks. If you're a college kid whose parents more or less love you and sent you off to school, and you get preggers because you get drunk and you you're emotionally vulnerable and you get irresponsible and you have sex with a dude and you get pregnant, and now you're freaked out you didn't get raped wasn't incest you can't use that argument it's a de facto it's post facto justification for murder well even a lot of people and it's disingenuous a lot of people and then we'll get to the actual step but we're we're we're, we'll get to the actual uh topic at hand but we're serious about this freaking issue so you know we've got the government got it has people believing that Planned Parenthood is healthcare, which is why people so vociferously defend it. We've got an entire generation of folks that have been led to believe, I think, by feminists and by the decadence of Western culture and financial convenience that kids are essentially just these parasites that are going to rob you of your financial future and all your opportunities and your freedom. And so we've essentially declared war on the unborn, which justifies all manner of egregious behavior. You know what's crazy about this? Like most people get abortions because of convenience, right? Like if they can't afford it or it's not time, I'm in college, I have a career, yada, yada, yada. Women, they they choose college because they're like, but I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a whatever, fill in the blank. And then they they are unhappy in in like eight years anyway. Let's say they graduate at 22, like you quote, you should, like that's the normal age. 22 to 24, yeah. By the time you hit 30, women's happiness declines because they're they're not married they don't have children they don't have a family they're not really doing what they were created to by god i'm not saying you can't be a businesswoman and a career woman you absolutely and can. like you can do those things but most people can't juggle all of that like we're like there's some people that are like especially gifted so they're going to be unhappy anyway in about eight years let's say well that's the thing like and you- they're unhappy because of the choices that they made to have a have a uh, have a um, a career, so they think they're going to be unhappy because they have the child. But they end up being unhappy anyway because they have a career. Yeah, well, it's like anything else in society. It's like once you've had your fill and you've just you know drank your fill of what society tells you you're supposed to want. Almost everybody ends up feeling less dissatisfied right around the thirty mark. Guys oh, we included. Talked, we talked about. I was telling you about that podcast I watch, and we're going to get to it, guys. I promise, we're going to get to this stuff. This is juicy stuff about Planned Parenthood. Mm, but I'm going to lay down the uh, hammer. The guy who played, um, his name is Alan Richson, Richson or something like that. He played in the new Reacher show. And great I, show, by the way. Good, really Worth good a watch. show. And uh, he's a great guy. Like you would all, you automatically think that all actors are douchebags in Hollywood. Most are. Um, yeah, and they, and which is partly true. But this guy's like a thinker. Like, he cares about life. He, he mm-hmm. thinks about purpose and stuff. He talked about he had one of the best years of his life. He, he wrote down everything he wanted to accomplish uh, that year. I think he was 36, so this was about three years ago. And he accomplished everything. He wrote books. He wrote screenplays. He was making tons of money. He had three kids, a beautiful wife. He was happy. So life was happy. going pretty well. Life was going well. And then for some reason, he just, he said he had a, like a really early midlife crisis. He was so unhappy. He was so depressed. Homeboy hung himself. <laughs> and while he was hanging, he had a vision of of his sons. They were grown. And they looked at him and they said, please don't do this. We need you. And he like came to and he pulled himself up 
but the thing is, is someone the the guy that was interviewing him was like, "Was that hard, man, to get out of that? You like you were hanging." He said, "If I didn't work out, I would have died." Because yeah, if you haven't seen the show, he's Jack. Jack Reacher in the novels is a big boy, mm-hmm. and in the show they found an actor who was basically like six five and like two hundred. 50 pounds yeah big, like big this, guy. this is not a little like detective type like tom cruise portrayed him in the yeah. show like this is a real big boy and the actor they found was perfect for because he's a monster <laughs> so he was able to get himself out of that but every he said everything was going right everything he wanted to accomplish that year he accomplished so there's something to the fact that yes we should have goals yes we should want to accomplish things oh, absolutely and uh yes we should have ambition and all of that's good i think those things are god-given i mean the Lord was like, I want to create things. And he did it. So it's like we're, we're supposed to do that. But there's also that sense of purpose that people miss. And part of that purpose is to fill the world with children. You know, and you mentioned purpose is God given, right? It, it, if you look back in history, and I won't go into this for too long, but like Michelangelo and like all these other artists, you know, the people who built these beautiful churches during like the Gothic and the and Baroque period and the Renaissance period, all of this stuff, even the science back then, mind you, was dedicated to understanding and getting people closer to God. The way they designed these beautiful cathedrals and churches, whether it was Greek Orthodox or Catholic churches, was that they wanted the place to feel like you were entering into an ethereal heavenly space. It's just why they're so beautiful and big. And like even the way that the light comes in was scientifically designed. It was like watching Bar Rescue or John Taffer, even like the stool height mm-hmm. is scientifically designed and like the displays are meant to draw your eye. That's how they designed churches in you know, middle, middle uh, I'm sorry, 15th, 14th century Europe is everything was calculated, which is why it took them like multiple generations to build. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're so beautiful. So when you think about that in terms of purpose, you know, you could do everything society tells you to do, but if there's no God behind it, if there's no reaching for something bigger, like reaching for the divine, you're going to reach a point where you're like, wow, I have everything and I still feel empty. I guess I'll just end it. When, when I was in high school, we were dumb kids. And we would call like making out or sexual intercourse, intercourse getting fruity. <laughs> getting fruity? That's, yeah. that's the euphemism. Like, you, you want to get fruity? And we were like, <laughs> 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 and, which is, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But uh, it, every time I think about how in high school we would be like, uh, they, we want to get fruity or whatever. <laughs> I would think about that scripture that was like, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> Getting fruity. It's <laughs> so dumb, it's cute. <laughs> so it's like part of our purpose is literally to get fruity and to procreate. <laughs> Make them babies. But uh, Planned Parenthood doesn't like procreation. And I think, honestly, it's procreation of some of different types of people. It's black people. It's people who are probably going to be prisoners one day and yada, yada, yada. We know uh, Margaret Sanger. We're not going to get into all of that. But this citizen journalist named David DeLayden. A few years back, he went undercover mm-hmm. into Planned Parenthood with secret cameras, and I think maybe it was a couple other ones. So he did it before it was before Project Veritas was cool. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, on camera, clear as day, you can hear these uh, Planned Parenthood execs talking about selling baby parts, aborted baby fetus organs and brains and hearts and whatnot. Um, and so, anyway... I, the reason why I know about this, I remember it, but then you know how you kind of forget and things happen and things, so the news is just news, so crazy. Moves on, yeah. Well, he's been he's in a, a legal battle right now, David DeLayden with Planned Parenthood. Now, what's crazy to me, one of the points I want to make is nobody's really talking about that anymore. No one's talking about David DeLayden and, and what he did and selling baby body parts. We remember if if abortion, the topic of abortion comes up, we don't forget, but it's not really in the news like that. So why are they trying to bury this guy? Um, anyway, 
Well, um, what what are they charging him so, with? So, so uh, before I, let, before I get to that, I just want to read a bit of this because this comes from the Daily Wire. They're trying to raise money for this guy's legal fees. So I'm just going to read straight from it. It says, uh, you may remember David as the undercover journalist who spent 30 months investigating and capturing video evidence of Planned Parenthood's top leadership, medical directors, national program directors, even its senior director or director of medical services, callously negotiating the harvesting and sale of aborted baby body parts. And now he's being charged with nine bogus felonies. Nine. Nine felonies. Uh, by the way, Kamala Harris then, she was, the, she was California's attorney general. And she colluded with Planned Parenthood to file felony charges against David. Shocker. Uh, Kamala Harris even ordered the California Department of Justice to raid David's home and confiscate his unpublished videos. Um, the Thomas More Society has filed several uh, uh, fed or has filed a federal civil rights lawsuit in California on behalf of David against former California Attorney General and now Vice President Kamala Harris for prosecuting David in bad faith, twisting and perverting California's anti-eavesdropping law to persecute a citizen journalist because of his political views. Then the Thomas More Society filed a defamation lawsuit in federal court in New York against Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood, which said David created a fake and false smear campaign against Planned Parenthood. So pretty much they're trying to say that he he edited things and even did some he, like CGI stuff. Even if he did selectively edit, like if it's actual footage from inside and this is a single party consent state where you can actually record people, then mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. what what rules is he violating, right? What laws is he breaking? And that's mm -hmm. the question they're going to have to prove in court. Now, so I, find, I find it interesting that the person who's bringing up all these charges or colluded with them to make sure that he got his stuff taken away was the same person who used black people as slave labor in the Chuck, prison system. Chucks and pearls. Miss Chucks and pearls. Yeah. I'm sure she listened to Biggie and Tupac back in the day before, you know, their albums were released. So they were haggling over an, a specific abortion, right? And they were talking about a way to, like, handle the, the dead baby. I remember the footage. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, they, they didn't want to damage the heart or the brain. It was one of those two because they, they can sell it. And um, one of the comments during this conversation was, I want a Lamborghini. Um, that pisses me off to no end. Like, to me, all of these people need to be lined up and shot. Uh, they anticipate his legal defense. David DeLayden's legal defense is going to be six million dollars. So in the um, in the description of this video will be a link if you feel led by the Lord. If you feel led to give now, for, but seriously, if you can give to this guy because he's doing he's done the Lord's work. Um, here's another thing: David was almost aborted himself. So he had a motivation to look into mm -hmm. this. His uh, parents got fruity in, in uh, college <laughs> and uh, they obviously he was he was born and everyone around them was like oh, you don't want this like yeah, it's, it's too soon you're not ready for this they decided to get married and have David anyway and so he has a personal connection to this actually I have a similar story I have a personal connection to abortion I don't think you need a personal connection to a story like you were planned right mm -hmm. you were planned you've feel very strongly about abortion you don't have to have a personal connection but the fact that this this guy sh could have been dead we wouldn't know we would not know about this we wouldn't know that Planned Parenthood was selling or they sell baby body parts on the black market uh, there's another uh, another guy he's kind of fell from grace his name is Israel Houghton or Houghton or whatever mm -hmm. really really great musician gospel singer um, he's now married to one of the cheetah girls 
but he was he was going to be aborted as well. I believe Jack Nicholson was as well. There's a lot of examples. There's a lot of people. Right? And, uh, you know... The similar story... Sorry, one more thing, two more things. A similar story uh, where someone went undercover happened um, in 1990 and 2000. So people have been trying to uncover this, but it's been really it's been really difficult because Planned Parenthood is obviously protected by very powerful people. And I watched a, like a 45-minute video of a, a C-SPAN video where af- just after this happened, I can't remember the year this happened. I want to say 2018 or something like that, but um, do you remember? I can't remember when this happened. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Anyway, it was a couple years ago, uh, a few years ago, and they had him on C-SPAN. He was being interviewed by this guy, and they were also taking callers from uh, Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. And one lady calls in, and she talked about how she had an abortion long ago, before Roe v. Wade uh, was even passed. And she did it illegally, and she said... Well, I'm wondering if why like why doesn't Planned Parenthood if they're going to sell the fetal tissue, why don't they give the money to the mother? When I had my abortion, wow. I certainly would have sold the fetal tissue because I was really in a hard place financially, oh which is why I tried to get an abortion. And then she she follows it by saying, "I know I sound like a Nazi, but but no but." You know, it's 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 kind of like that. It's remember we talk about like the woke law of iron like iron law of projection. You know, it's like when they call you something, that's probably what they are. They're revealing their intentions. I mean, it's even more obvious when it says, I know I sound like, but dot, dot, dot. It's like, just take the but and the ellipsis off of that sentence because you are that thing. You know, this is a woman who would very happily work with like a Mengele to turn Jews into lamps if it caught, you know, if it gave her a profit because she was financially inconvenienced at the time. This is, this is really sad, Scotty. Um, We've got people that know they're being Nazis and they're okay with it because financial need mm. or because Lamborghini. Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood is a very interesting thing in the West because we're allegedly a Christian nation. Whether everybody wants to argue about that or not, the growing atheism tends to move people into like secular materialism and that sort of thing. But still fundamentally, the majority of folks in this country identify as Christians, like over 60%. Uh, that sure ain't practicing it, but they identify as it, right? Right. The church is still going really strong here. We have multiple denominations of Christianity that have billions of dollars literally coming into their coffers collectively mm-hmm. in any case. Mm-hmm. Uh, missionaries all over the world. I mean, Christianity is still a powerful force Okay. Uh, in its various incarnations in this country and in the West. But the fact that we have Planned Parenthoods popping up in all these minority neighborhoods and all over the place, as well as similar abortion clinics that aren't affiliated with that organization, tells me that there's a rot that we're allowing to persist, right? And the machine, you know, the forces of darkness, if you want to call them something fancy, really are not interested in letting David DeLayden tell you the truth. No. But even when the truth gets out there, it gets suppressed or it kind of gets marginalized or Mm -hmm. forgotten. But people got to realize, take your personal politics or your preferences out of the equation for just a moment. Just think of this in terms of aesthetics, Mm -hmm. right? From society point of view. The majority of uh, your low-income Slaves have finally found freedom. We're talking about black folks now, right? El Negros. And then an organization run by a Nazi supporter who the Nazis were also a fan of and communicated with, fangirling over like she was a rock star, starts an organization where she openly advocates breeding you out of existence through controlled state measures. She wanted to have a Planned Parenthood in every low-income neighborhood to get the undesirables off the street and to reduce your footprint in our country. Very transparent. Now, 
this organization has grown to the point where it is a commercial enterprise like a McDonald's where the people are actively committing crimes on par with what the Nazis did to the Jews in World War II in the 40s. And all of our politicians openly praise this organization, ensure that it makes a ton of money, do backroom deals with it, corrupt politicians and lawmakers like uh, former ADA and current Vice President Kamala Harris will actually run cover for them and persecute journalists for doing actual undercover journalism on these organizations because they love making money off dead baby tissue so much they can't let that cash cow stop milking. It is grotesque, is it not? Yeah. Now think, again, religion out of the equation, morality out of the equation even. You take the most underserved and underprivileged class of your people and you actively tell them to mutilate and destroy all of their own children because they inconvenience you, you don't like them aesthetically, and you think that they're a danger to you. Think about, think, just think about it that way. What does that mean about your society? What kind of society are you running? Because that society sounds an awful lot like World War II Europe, and Germany specifically, than it does our vision and our incarnation of America, does it not? Well, they just put a smile on their face now instead of saying, we're getting rid of Jews. How do they say Jews? Juden. Juden. We're getting rid of Juden. They're not like, we're getting rid of Negroes. <laughs> They're like, you know, this is healthcare. This is better for you. You want to, don't you want to go to college? Don't you want to finish college? Don't you like, oh, no, no, you can't uh-huh. inconvenience a female in America. PR is a phenomenal thing, isn't wow. it? What a powerful force. And yeah, I want to ask the audience this too. I'd love to get your input. Sanger's vision was clear. Everybody knows historically that Planned Parenthood had some pretty spicy beginnings, right? She didn't like the blacks. And she didn't like the other colored people that much either. She didn't like homeless Heck, she white. Didn't she didn't even like, like whites as long she, as they didn't have money. She didn't like homeless people. She didn't like anybody. She just wanted everybody to go away. And she wanted to keep the elites herself, specifically. Sounds um, familiar. Yeah, sounds an awful familiar. But that aside, mm-hmm. did they change? I don't want to get your honest opinion on this because I know what my opinion is. Do you believe that Democrats and the liberals who have supported Planned Parenthood since its racist inception, do you think they changed their goal? Seriously, do you think that it's really about women's right to choose now? Or do you think that the fact that black people are murdering their offspring at record numbers and have for almost a century has nothing to do with it? But also complain that we're minorities. (laughs) I honestly believe this in my heart of hearts. There's white people everywhere. Like, didn't you have five abortions? (laughs) In my heart of hearts, I honestly believe that the white folks, the Asian folks, anybody that's on the Democrat side of the fence that is pro-Planned Parenthood and pro-abortion are in it for two reasons. One, there's the obvious self-benefit, which is that they can have all the squirrely sex that they want. And if they ever make a boo-boo, they can always just say bye-bye and murder the kid without consequence. Right. I think the other powerful reason politically, the reason they keep these organizations going is because I think they like the effect that it has on the black population. I think they like that it keeps you diminished and small. Mm, keep them, keep us under their thumb. Keep you they, under control. I mean, think about it. You can control 13% of the population or a majority of the 13%. That's really, really powerful. I mean, think about like all the, the neighborhoods and the uh, Democrat ran cities and they're like, um, that you got black people killing each other or doing drive-bys and shooting little kids in the head while they're asleep or coloring. And they're like, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Meanwhile, they're dropping off illegal immigrants and treating them like royalty all over the country. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hot mess. Like I made a post one time 
and and I put an article. It was it was something about illegal immigration, and I'm like, guys, we are being replaced. We are watching the black community in this country be replaced by a bunch of tan people from this from down south. I'm like, I I don't understand why we're not seeing this. And a chick who's on the left who hates my guts, she laughed. She laughed. Is it? Are they being blind on purpose? I think, or do they not take? Is it because it's coming from a right winger like me? Like I'm far right. I and, think that's part of it. And it's I'm, just the instant dismissal, right? I'm with a white man, and I work with Republicans, and I'm I'm conservative, and I pray. Is it? Is it because of that? That's foolish. That is stupid. You know what's funny? That is me? the most retarded thing. I'm gonna I'm not gonna take the truth from you because I don't like you and your racist husband. Well, I've got I've got a personal beef in this too. Like I want to bring this up. I have been called a racist by black people just more times than I can count, and I'm sure I will more times than than I can imagine before I finally die. And I'm okay with it. But I'm a little irritated because I want you all to be armed. I want you all to be able to have automatic, fully automatic weapons at your disposal and available cheaply with good manufacture by reliable manufacturers. I want you to be able to have it even if you committed crimes and you've gotten out of jail. I want you guys to have the same rights as everybody else. And I want you to have powerful authority in the political world as well as the business world. And have a bunch of babies. And here's the thing. I want there to be millions and millions and millions more of you. I wish you hadn't killed so many of your own people and that you were a bigger demographic in this country. Yet I'm the racist? <laughs> no. That's nonsense. And the best part about it is is that having these points of views make me a racist mm -hmm. by default according to the left and the liberals. Oh, when you remember in 2020 when it was like record number of black women were buying guns and I was like, great. I started. I started getting. That was into, literally my only response. Good. I got into. I got into guns the same year, so I was one of those black women that were really into guns. And I started joining these groups on Facebook. I've since left them because they are racist. And people were saying, "Yeah," like posting articles and being like, "Yeah." I started. I started uh, carrying and started training with guns because I want to protect myself from white supremacists. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they now to listen. Take me out. They're talking about you. They are. But I know that they're wrong. I don't care because I know that they're not talking about going around and shooting and targeting white people. They're just like. If this white guy comes at me, he's getting shot. Perfect. Yeah, because he's not going to come at you. When I <laughs> exactly when I think of when I think of protecting myself with a gun, I don't have a race in mind. It's always a squirrely person, and I'm like, I don't care what color you are, you will get blasted away if you come at me, mm -hmm. or at least I'll try. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, again. The abortion issue is complex, and there's lots of really good data out there. I love what Steven Crowder did where he went in posing as a trans person, and then they gave him the urine test. And basically what they did was is they set it up so that the urine would result in him having a positive pregnancy. And then they, they took a pregnant woman's pee. And they, yeah, and they basically played along with it and uh, were like, oh, yeah, so you're a pregnant, so here's some steps you can take. They knew he was but they knew in there he was as a, man. a transgender. They knew he was a man. If, if Scott were to pee right now in a cup and it said he was tested positive for, for being pregnant, it, that means he's got something wrong with his junk. If you're, if and here's the interesting thing about the test is they did their research. If a man pops his pregnant like that and he's urine, it means he probably has some kind of cancer. So instead of saying you have cancer, sir, they're like, congrats, congratulations, delusional person. He did the same thing as David Delaney. He went in with like a with a a hidden camera and a microphone and all of that, and that's what those people said. Notice that he's not getting popped with nine felony charges. Because he's powerful. He has a Asian He has lawyer. more. Yeah, he has the Asian Kraken. And he also has, I think, the groundwork that was set by Delayden himself. Mm -hmm. Because now that the precedent was out there that you could you could attack this beast, 
people other re- people realized they could move in and now that the word got out they couldn't hide behind the sort of curtain of media propaganda and you know what here's the other thing if you're if you're a, a fan of project veritas and you love what they do and you think they're doing the lord's work and you don't uh support monetarily or otherwise david delayden i think you're a hypocrite don't support someone because they're like little rock stars right now like james o'keefe is like running around prancing around dancing i don't Which understand it it's so he does stupid such to me. great work but the things he does on his own time it's like what is it's wrong with cringy you? i'm like bro take that thing off take those sunglasses off and and just be a journalist david delayden is undercover he's not trying to be a celebrity actually when i watched that video he's very mild-mannered and he was almost on the feminine side very very um very proper and catholic and i was like this guy's kind of he seemed a little light in the loafers to me (laughs) but clearly he's got some balls because he because of the work that he's done yeah and even when people would call in be all mad and he was like what i really hear from that person is is i hear like like even the person that i talked about that said she was she would have sold her baby body parts her dead baby's body parts he was like if you could hear like in her voice it sounds like there's some like some regret there and some pain i was just like what a compassionate guy so yeah. he's doing that not out of anger but compassion because if i was in that show i would have been firing brimstone i probably would have thrown my microphone at somebody's face yeah a lot of people ask me like why i get so fired up about abortion when there's all these other issues going on in the world and i think a lot of people ask me that because they either have been involved in one at some point or another and they don't want to feel convicted but that's a pretty big issue I'm, I've I've discussed this with Z, and I've discussed this with the people in my life, but I don't know that I've ever discussed it on the show. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. You have not. But I have. I have done. I have done this. I have aborted a child, and this isn't actually something I've ever even told you. But you you remember I worked in the jail, right? Obviously for almost three years. When I would be doing my rounds and I'd be having a particularly crappy night, which was most nights, I would get pissed off at my inmates for acting up, which they always do. You know, I would, I would make moral judgments about them because of their charges and the fact that they're frequent flyers. And I'd get all these angry thoughts and I'd start, you know, all this stuff would start building up and I would just start hating these people. I'd start judging them. And every time I did that, I always stopped and I said, I'm like, I should be behind that door too. In a just world, I was accessory to murder. I should be behind one of these doors. And that always reset me back to just being professional, Mm -hmm. you know? So every time I went to work, I always thought to myself, I am not here to supervise a bunch of inmates. I'm serving my own penance because when those doors locked me in and I couldn't leave either for 12 hours, it's not the same as being behind the cell door, but I was locked in there with those folks and all the abuse they heaped on me and all the assaults and all the people trying to throw their urine on me and all those other sorts of things. To me, that was me serving my time for what I'd done. That's how I looked at it. You know what? That's a good segue because, and I forget I forget to do this all the time when I talk about abortion because I'm so up in arms and I'm so mad. But there's forgiveness. Yes. Um. I, my mom at church, in front of the whole church, she just was like, she just felt the Lord compelling her to talk about this. She's known she knew my pastor for over 20 years. He didn't even know. And she she was singing that day, so she's she just like, I have to say this. And she confessed her sin in front of the whole church that she had had an abortion. I knew it, my brother knew it, and obviously her sisters, but everybody in the church was like, whoa, what? Hmm. When you confess Brave. your sin, there's, there's forgiveness. God forgives you, and then people can forgive you. And I believe that those babies are in heaven. That's the only kind of like uh, peace that I can have. And I'm like, they're not suffering here, they're in heaven, they're okay. 
it's injustice here that we need to fix because we're on this earth. But if you have done that or if you are an accessory to it, there is forgiveness from God. So that's the that's the good news here. Yeah, and, and one of the things I always want to reiterate is this, there's this really beautiful sentiment that I believe is true, sincerely, that while we may have murdered these innocent individuals before they had a chance to really develop their life, one pastor put it this way. He was a, you know, he's a scholar, and he talked about abortion and a bunch of other moral issues. And he was saying that, um, and again, I, I, I'm sorry for not quoting them off the top of my head. I usually know my names, but sometimes things get mixed up in my head. I don't know this one off the top of my head. Um, he said something like, you know, it's unfortunate that they got on the bus and they never got to reach their destination. Mm-hmm. But the destination that they left was so much better that they really probably didn't re- regret the trip. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, and, and he was basically pointing out it's like you went from heaven to a womb and back to heaven again Mm, it's not the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. the damage that gets done the evil gets done is done to the person who committed the crime Mm -hmm. they're the ones who truly suffer um so it's it's while i'm not downplaying the pain and the suffering of the babies which they do experience science Mm -hmm. proves this now Mm -hmm. i think that a few moments of pain is a far lesser punishment than the psychic pain the psychological pain and the spiritual pain that a person who commits the crime suffers that they have to endure for the rest of their life without the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that was a pain that I had to suffer for a while. So this is something I have a personal stake in, not because I'm just some religious kook who just doesn't understand the world. I have committed all the same sins that those of you who would get defensive have committed. That's why I don't give you any quarter because I know where your heart's at, I know where your head's at, and I know what you're doing, and I know what you've done, and I know your justifications. I know you inside and out. You're not getting away with it with me. I know what you're up to. And that's why I go so hard a lot of the time is because I am as bad, if not worse, than you are. Or yes. was. Right, yeah. So don't try to pull that crap on me. Yeah. You can pull one over on Z, maybe, because she's a naive Christian girl who never made those mistakes. You're not getting away with it with me. Yeah, and also it, it does something to the culture. It does something to our to American culture when we allow injustices like that like and then freaking Democrats and lefties they, <laughs> they keep <laughs> they piss me off because they keep piling on so people are like there are other things that we can be handling now to me it there are minor issues like the issue of uh, the issue quote issue of of uh, Black History Month and people are like we don't need it it needs to be abolished I'm like I ain't fussing about that I don't have time hmm. I don't have time nobody's being hurt by it it's fine nobody even freaking celebrates it anyway we make Facebook posts and we make social media posts about it like organizations are like hey I'm here with the GOP and it's Black History Month and then they never think about it again nobody celebrates Black History calm down it's not that serious Usa. Okay, you want to talk about illegal immigration. That is a big, big issue for me because it'll topple our society. That's like, and not in like 20 years, like in a few years, if it's not rain in, it could be really bad for society and our culture. We have an entirely different culture and unassimilated people coming into our country and just jacking up and drunk driving and raping kids and it's crazy. So you're saying that being sexually irresponsible and just murdering a bunch of babies isn't going to like create a psychically damaged culture that down the road acts up and acts crazy and destroys the world? I think it could. I mean, I'm just positing a theory. I'm just saying that if you if you consider abortion not a big issue and something that we need to change as a society and, and talk about, I think you're an idiot because it 
okay, you like maybe we don't see the body parts. Maybe we don't see the kids in trash bags. Maybe we don't see the procedures happening. And because it's out of sight, out of mind, we're like, why are you guys talking about this? This isn't a big issue. It's women's inflation you know? up in the sky. And I'm like, yeah, I care about inflation too. Hey, look, I'm working class and I am po. All right, I care about inflation that. Inflation sucks. But before inflation, mm-hmm. I care about the baby bodies and the babies because I think one is just mismanagement and retarded people running the country and i think the other is willful decisions to sin against god which means when his hand lifts we're on our own all right so we're going to get to the commercial break we're going to change tracks a little bit here but um one one last thing to think about is again like for for those of you that are stiffening up and you're getting that like hair on the back of your neck sticking up your ears are getting hot and you're just thinking about all the mean things you want to say to us because you're feeling defensive because you're actually guilty of these sins say them i don't care here's what I'm going to say to you. There are organizations out there that are working desperately to save these lives of these children, to give financial support. These people that will actually go into these rare cases of incest and rape and actually get these people prosecuted and take care of the mother and the daughter and get them health care and the actual families and support that they need. We are doing the best we can. And those organizations like Let Them Live, Lila Rose. Love Life. These are big organizations that have been around a long time. The March for Women was never publicized by the mainstream media, deliberately, I might add. And yet it has been one of the most consistent and most powerful uh, movements that has marched in Washington every single year for a long time. And Mm -hmm. Trump just happened to be the first person to ever attend it. But it was there before him. Mm -hmm. So look up these organizations if you're in one of these situations if you happen to find yourself in this struggle right now and you're feeling that sense of stress and fear and anxiety reach out to these people and they will give you the resources they need to help you to find a way forward that doesn't involve murdering that innocent child to give them a chance at life the way you got a chance Mm -hmm. so we're going to bust out a commercial break here and then we're going to change topics so thank you for staying with us on that heavy subject Yo, 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 Zinga Johnson here, one half of two Americas and the pretty half of the conservative couple. Just want to give you a quick update on a few things. First, Scott is blowing up on Twitter. Give him a follow and stay up to date on his uh, white supremacy, homophobia, transphobia, chauvinism and his political analysis. Enjoy. Second, if anything, anything, and I mean anything happens on youtube facebook or twitter you can find us on gitter rumble and truth social listen we don't want to be in an echo chamber we just want a chance to grow and uh it's pretty clear that big tech don't want us to grow so go check us out and third if you're looking to support the channel scan this qr code real quick and check out the link below and give what you can (laughs) i almost choked (laughs) Smooth. That was my attempt to slurp, but you can't slurp bubbles. Mm. It's difficult. Welcome back. Thank you so much for continuing to be with us. We really appreciate your viewership. So sorry for the heavy topic. We probably shouldn't have started off with something that we feel so strongly about. I disagree. Suck it up, Buttercup. This is two Americas. We don't go light here. Yeah, grow a pr- <laughs> grow a pair. Darn it. Talking about saving the world here. You got to be able to handle some heavy topics, right? Hey, Scott, I have a question. Did you know that super lefties are retards? Yeah, I was well aware. Did you all, uh, another question. Did you also know that they're using the Ukraine war to like do lefty claptrap crap? Like pushing identity politics and 
mask wearing and social distancing. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think we have a couple of examples, actually. Would you we like to read the first indeed. one? So this is Janelle Forsyth, who I don't know. At JFL, JLF underscore comms on Twitter. But she looks like uh, one of my aunts who is in their 50s. So. She kind of does. Doesn't she? She looks bit. like a nerdy version of one of my yeah. aunts who are beautiful women, by the way. I love you guys. They don't watch the show. Um, and this is the tweet. This isn't discussed much, but pu- Putin very much benefits from white privilege. Mm. I just can't see a scenario in which a black or brown man running Russia would be allowed to invade Ukraine with no devastating consequences. See Crimea in 2014. White supremacy will destroy us. Did you know that Putin is a white supremacist? I was not aware of that. I just thought he was like a, you know, a communist who wanted to bring back the Soviet empire, which honestly, on the scale of, one to not giving an F, I, I would, you know. Like, you know he has parties on, like, big yachts and stuff? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. I bet there's so many uh, sex traffic brown women on that thing. He is not a white supremacist. Question. Yeah. You know how you have that innate ability to look at a white man and know if he has a... Oh, he's got it. Putin's got a flavor preference for chocolate? Putin doesn't care. Putin likes pretty women that were born with vaginas. Putin likes poontang. And he'll take it in any flavor. I'm going to trust your judgment on that one. I think he would. Like, I can see him, like, having Jeffrey Epstein types as friends. Mm. And he's like, "Uh, do a Russian accent. I will be on my yacht. Do you have any Negroes? I am having a chocolate uh, flavor craving today. No Negroes? I'll take uh, caramel. He don't care. Men like, this is what I think. Uh, he's not. He hasn't come out, and we don't know. We don't have any evidence of him being racist. But what I think is, men who are that powerful don't want any. It's like it's like Alexander the Great. Mm. It's like I, I'm so powerful, nothing can. I can't say no to anything. Like no, everything should be for this thing. Honestly, ma'am, this is for you. This is for your benefit. I can't deny this thing. You can't see it, but it's <laughs> I'm not going to deny my thingy thing nothing and he's like men booty hairy holes fine <laughs> fine women nice i don't care what color that, yeah the, the I sexual think he, depravity and uh unlimited power seem to coincide <laughs> i'm just saying i think it, i think like if I, I think if i met putin at a bar he would hit on me all right so for those of you who aren't aware because maybe you didn't watch that episode or this is the first time tuning in z has the innate almost psychic ability to determine when white men have a thing for black women she says they have a look it's true she can't describe the look in terms of physiology it's not like a phrenology a thing that it's not like a caveman skull phenotype or anything why like would that. it be a caveman well you you know like how some people just have like the predominant jaw as a sign of like heavier it's testosterone. not that it's, it's not a physical it's, characteristic it's like aura she she does this it's like a spiritual gift one might say mm-hmm. she can discern when a man is into chocolate mm-hmm. and uh if she says putin likes chocolate then putin likes chocolate putin likes all of the colors and flavors. Putin just like ice cream. Yes. Well, um, I'm got to hit tweet here for everybody to digest from Chank Uyghur. All right. Of oh, the Young Turks. Of the Young Turks. He likes bacon. Right wing doesn't love Putin just because he knows he's an authoritarian, tyrannical leader. They love him because he's a white authoritarian leader. Race has become more important than even nationality. They've turned on democracy and now even America in favor of a white warlord. Now, Cenk's gotten a lot of flack about this. Tim Pool and a number of other people with bigger audiences than ours have, you know, dissected this to death. But what's interesting to me is, is that in 
the wake of an actual violent crisis mm -hmm. in you know Eastern Europe on the border of Russia, where a superpower like Russia is trying to dominate a smaller state on its borders, mm -hmm. the first thing out of this young Turk's idiot mouth is, white people are bad. The first thing out of this black woman's idiot mouth is, white people are bad. Well, you know, like I've seen the videos and my heart has gone out to a lot of the Ukrainian people, not necessarily the government, because apparently it's just full of oligarchs anyway. Yeah. But like, it's just like when we talk about China, we don't mean the actual Chinese people like stomping in rice, rice crops. Well, it's, like, it's like when we critique cops, right? Most of my critiques about cops and being authoritarians or praetorians and that sort of thing is the bad not, ones. not the individual cops. It's usually the cops boss. It's usually the admin. Right. Yeah. So it's like. When we talk about Ukraine and like we're like, oh, God, look what Biden did with Ukraine. We're talking about the people who are in charge. But what I'm talking about right now is the people who are like me, because I put myself in I'm a woman, so I'm empathetic. And I put myself in those people's shoes and you see a woman with an AK, which is awesome. But with an AK, she's never had one. She's having to learn how to use it for the first time. And because she, she wasn't allowed to have one. And she's sitting there crying because she's like she doesn't know if she's going to lose her life to fight for this country because she's a fighting age. That's sad to me. And let's be real. These people all know that they're being sent on a losing mission. Yeah. Ukraine cannot stand up against the military might of Russia without assistance from other countries. And since they are not NATO pact and everybody's all conflicted and the West has turned itself into a big feckless, weak sissy on the world stage that won't actually stand up for anybody. Sanctions. But don't you feel for the people? They know they're dying. They know they're screwed. But do you feel the, for the people because they're your color? Absolutely. What? No. I did I, not think I, that was going to be the end of that sentence. That's, no, what, that's the point. All. That's the point. There's a lot of white people. It was a I hope, shower. There's a lot of white people I hope would vanish from the face of the earth. It has nothing to do with race. That's what I'm saying. When you look at someone and you feel for them, it's not because they are the same as you. You feel for them because... You're not a psychopath and you have the ability I to I just feel empathize. bad that these are normal people just trying to live their lives in an already somewhat depressing kind of third-rate country that has been Soviet bullied for so long that they don't even have good infrastructure. Now they're being forced to, for the first time in their lives, actually stand up and defend this country from a global and superpower that is hell-bent on dominating them. They're, they're screwed. Before Russia actually invaded, I saw a video, which I thought was B.A. at first because I thought it was just an old lady training, but she was like getting prepared for battle. And she had an AK, which if you haven't watched our uh, vlog of our family arsenal, you need to watch it because I'm We're an AK, AK people. I'm an AK person now. Well, she is I, now. I like ARs, but I want it in a 300 blackout. I just like pew awesome. pews. Yeah. Just if it goes bang and it doesn't blow up in but my hand, But her AK is pretty awesome. sexy, not going to lie. So I was watching this uh, woman in her 70s. She was an accountant. She's retired. And she's now, she's laying prone, learning how to shoot an AK prone uh, with iron sights because Russia may invade. And I, and I put my family in that situation. I'm like... I got I got I have an aunt that's paralyzed on the left side and she she has a hard time walking upstairs. What what would she do if some country invaded us and we couldn't defend ourselves? That's sad. But my aunt is black. That lady was as white as snow. It's not because she was white not because she was black that I empathize with her. Like this the left are the ones that are obsessed with race. Conservatives we are most of us marry interracially more than the left we actually have friends that are of all different shades and colors and sizes and stuff like that we have a friend group full of white people people that are mixed with hispanic and stuff and we thought they were white uh speak multiple languages when you speak people on the left they just hang out with whites they Chink, just hang out with blacks chink Uyghur doesn't give a crap about ukraine and neither does anybody else in the left or the mainstream media or any of these um newspapers right now 
all of these people are basically just promoting their own little pet issues and keep pushing them to the fore because they know that they can generate outrage enough to get people to pay attention to them. These people are grifters. These people are evil. You and think so? I think many of them are, yes. And I think that people like Chank, maybe, maybe he believes it. But I think okay. that by and large, New York Times, Washington Post, anybody who's pushing a lot of like, yeah, go Ukraine propaganda or like pushing this identity politics claptrap and just trying to generate outrage clicks. It's kind of like uh, the Joe Rogan J6 thing. It's like they took two things that, that they knew were going to generate a lot of like activity online and just smushed them together, hoping it would create like a huge activity pie. I think it's the same thing. Um, but, but they're the ones that are obsessed with the race is I, what I'm trying to say. I think that they are I, they not. We don't talk about it as much as they do. I think that they just hate white people a bunch. And I think that they've been given license to do so in the last few years because they get away with it. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they get paid for it. Now, the level of actual hatred in each individual has to be assessed by God by measuring their own right. heart. We well, can't know. Yeah. But what I honestly believe is, is that. If society clamped on their balls a little bit the way they should and told them, you know, pipe down with the racist against white people rhetoric and try to be a civil human being, they would. And they would find another way to grift and make money. They'd still harbor those resentments, but they wouldn't be so vociferous and outspoken. I'm going to say this. I don't know if I've ever told these stories um, on this show, but I've, ta I've talked about it just in everyday life. And um, I said this on a podcast, my friend, an uh, old coworker started, and he wanted to like talk about my life because he thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. It got more interesting later because I almost died from cancer. But anyway. So you're gonna uh, keep banging that drum I'm gonna, until I'm the gonna drum gonna is broken. That, I'm gonna milk that cow till it dies and get Just sold keep playing that violin. Um, anyway, I mean, that's interesting, right? You're like 30 something. Anyway, doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is that um, I went to when I was really looking for a job really hard and I thought I was going to I wanted to be like a I want to be in sales in a um, like a, a tech company. And I went to this networking event and met all these uh, these these people and yada, yada, yada. And it was like free beer and pizza and stuff like that. And afterwards, me and this guy kind of hit it off. Not there was not like there was anything sexual about it or like attraction. I was just like, this dude is hilarious. And so I was waiting for my ride and I was like, hey, I'm going to cross the street patio beers, you know he was like, sure, I'll come with you. And he was a little tipsy because he was drinking a lot of beers. He already had a job, but he was just there for free beer and pizza like a college student, stuffed, retarded. And uh, anyway, long story short, we were in this conversation, and he told me he was libertarian, and I, and I was telling him I was conservative. And he goes, you know, I think companies like this, because I made a joke that everybody there looked like cousins because all these white guys had the same vest and haircut and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and I thought it was hilarious. And he says, you know, they, these companies, they need to – clearly virtue signaling like what we're talking about right now and he says these companies need i i agree that these companies need to be taxed by the government if they don't have a diverse in like uh, diverse employees no libertarian and i said what well, i said you said you're libertarian that doesn't sound like limited mm -hmm. government and he said Let, let's face it someone that looks like you is uh, someone that like me is never going to hire someone that looks like you and I was like, first of all, that's not true. I was like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. I just started laughing. I didn't get offended because I didn't care. But I just thought it was so funny. Like, that's how he thinks, because mm -hmm. that never came into my mind. I knew I looked different from everybody there, but I never thought to myself, oh, I'm never getting a job because I'm black. As a matter of fact, I was like, I probably will get a job because I'm black. End up not getting hired. But still, these people think like that. Some of the most racist things that I have ever encountered from another person has come from someone who says they're on the left or the Democrat or they're open minded and all that stuff. Conservative people don't give a flip. They just care if you're smart, if you say the right things and then you're not retarded. Mm hmm. 
it's it, the the difference is amazing. But now since I have more conservative friends and more right leaning friends, I don't run into it as much. But when I used to be out there in the cray cray jungle, y'all, let me tell you, everybody was racist and they were all on the left. <laughs> I mean, you 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 want to see the most vitriol that we get online and people like Z. The only people that are going to call Z like an N-word or a coon or a Republican hoe or a slut or these things. Left. Lefties. And a left. lot of them are white because they can get away with it when they're on the left because no one holds them accountable. Oh, I love when they're white because I just rip them to shreds, especially about the abortion issue. I'm like, oh, you would have clapped and cheered when my mom got my mom got an abortion. You would have bought her flowers and gave her a trophy. Yeah, I mean, the, but you're, the, the, but the, you're not the, racist. Yeah, the West Virginian dinodiners would never call her an N-word because they'd be terrified, even if they wanted to. Every Trump Only lefties can get away with this behavior. Last thing, when Trump was running for office and I would go to these rallies, it would bring in people from all over the state. It would bring in, like, you know, people from Raleigh, people from the mountains, um, out on the coast, and all and everything in between. And you would always run into these guys in, the, in line. And me and my mom would be together. And they'd be like, let me tell you something. I think that Trump, man, let me tell you, he, he got it going on. He knows what he's doing. He wants America first. Let me tell you. And they'd be like, like, you Trump supporter? And I'm like, yes, sir. I love Trump. I'm a registered Republican. They're like, good. Let me tell you something. And then they just start talking more. They don't care. The only thing they care about is your ideas. What do you have to say? What is your worldview? That is what brings us together. We were at a freaking biker bar last night. I think I was one of two black people there. Two blacks. One of two black people there. You were 50% of the demographic. Yes. And it was great. Those people were like, oh, my God, you look like Rihanna. I kid you not. That happened to me. I look like Rihanna. Apparently. Didn't somebody say that on the way out of the bathroom? I'm telling you. Someone stopped me and said, Rihanna. They were like, I saw you dancing That's with racist. your man. It was perfect. We're not all one pop star. That's we, were, we were supposedly out in a place where everybody's racist, by the way. So I'm just saying that. Yeah, this wasn't like this downtown a, cosmopolitan. No, it area. wasn't. This like was where we somewhere. normally hang out. It wasn't that. We yeah. were in the middle of where people are like. Z and I like to dive it sometimes. Yeah, like. I just, I love them white folks that are like blue collar. I love those people. And they love her. Yeah. They love you. People love me. I'm just me. Seriously, the kindest and the best treatment we've ever got hospitality wise has always been from older, like probably 40 to 50, lower educated country folks. And they're smarter and they than the ones so that are educated, by the way. Chill with you. They're so sweet to they you. They don't care. They're like, oh, baby, you're so beautiful. Can I get you anything? Oh, when people find out, oh, you hang out with Republicans, you've probably ran into some racism, haven't you? I'm like, actually, no. Well, I was, again, I was on my friend's podcast and I said this. He asked me that. You've probably run into some, some racism. I said, no. The most racist things I've ever heard from an individual, a person, was from people who are on the left. Let me th- he edited that out. Yeah, and let me throw something out here about this. Like, why why would that be right let's analyze this mm-hmm. it's because right wingers by and large we've already we've already mentioned earlier that the majority of americans actually identify as christians right mm-hmm. whether they're practicing or not is an individual issue however christianity puts very specific guardrails on human behavior mm-hmm. very specific rules about things like racism it ain't acceptable all right no. god says no to no. the racism thing no. so if you are still holding those views your community is going to be like, eh, right? Which means there's actual consequences to racist behavior on the right. We don't like it. It's bad. We don't want it as our fundamental worldview. We want the world to be inclusive. I want lots of black babies. 
I want black people to have guns and rights and to be equally powerful. I don't care about your skin color. I have not mentioned this enough on this show that it is dirt to me. It is a dirt-worshipping habit to care about skin color. The left has no such guardrails. They may be the champions of civil rights and all that claptrap, or so they say, but they're the only ones who can ever get away with constantly berating black folks, calling them the N-word even though they're white or white adjacent and not have any consequences for it because they have no principles. It's only about the moment. It's only about what gets you power in the moment, what's most convenient and most satisfying to you, which is why most of them have temper tantrums all the time. Now, when they say the left, when people on the left want to act like they're not racist, they do this sympathetic thing to someone that is- It's emotional manipulation. So it's not like, I'm going to treat you as an equal, honey, and talk to you. Like, no different than I would talk to my wife. They don't do that. They go- well, you know, if I were black, I would be I would be in up in arms too, and I would burn down my city. Yeah. Like, do, oh, your hair! Oh my, how does it work? Is it in your scalp? Is it is it like is it is it so niche? Oh my god, my cousin, my cousin, she totally understands black hair. Let me tell you, I know you've been using that some one product. Like, look at me, I'm using all these factoids about black people. I am like one of you. And then they start doing also like a, also they start sh- doing a, also. Sh- 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 I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak for you sh- because here's the thing: my white privilege has enabled me to get an education. But I just wanted to give my no, opinion. But, sh- but, sh- but the, my education has put me in a position of privilege where I can speak for you. But can I, I can speak for myself, sh- 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 darling? I'm gonna help you. Just you're so, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to touch you. Is that racist? I do want to say something. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, come on. Interact with these goons for like five minutes and you realize they're all full of bleep. They hate black people because they look down on them. They think they're dumb. They think they're scum. They're scared of them. They don't understand you, black folks in the audience, because they don't view you as equals. They view you as something that needs to be controlled. That's why they love Planned Parenthood. Less of you walking around, making them scared and having to lock their, roll up their windows and lock their doors at a crosswalk. They think they, they think we need to be managed. They, anybody that's not white, they need to be managed. They need to be taken care of. They need to be taught. And instead of doing any of those things, well, especially the last one, black, you know how many black kids in our state can't read? White liberals view black people the same way black people view bully pit bulls affirmative action the fact that they keep passing people and they can't pass the grade in school and then they people graduate and they can barely read like a third grader they view you as a dangerous but otherwise affectionate pet yeah anyway yeah you know and so all of this to say that we are hot today we are pissy yeah ukraine is an interesting issue and (laughs) the the problem with ukraine is is that everything coming out of is propaganda so trust nothing you see in the media right now the ghost of kiev sounds real fishy to me I hope the Snake Island thing is true because it was a really heroic act. Apparently, 13 gentlemen from the Ukrainian Defense Forces told a Russian ship, you know, go F yourselves when they told them to surrender. And then they bombed the whole Ireland until they were dead. The problem is, is that I'm also seeing pictures of, quote unquote, civilian soldiers out there with cardboard cutout spray painted, you know, you. AK-47s. I figured they were just training. But then I'm also seeing pictures of these Ukrainian women and videos of them crying, talking about, you know, going into their own forces with actual AKs. This is so weird. So here's the thing. This is so weird. The mainstream media spent the last two years, well, not just the last two years, probably the last 14 decades, (laughs) as long as there's been media, but especially in the last two years, lying 
through their teeth about everything to manipulate you into a certain course of action. Why on God's green earth would you trust them about Ukraine now? Mm -hmm. Especially now that they're all banging the war drums. That should make you a little suspicious. That should make you stop and go, hmm, hold on. My discernment meter is going off here. My discernment alarm. Discernment alarm. Don't trust anything they say because they have not earned your trust. They have they have broken irrevocably their trust with mm -hmm. the American people. Mm -hmm. So <coughs> guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your consciousness. Don't panic and go on media binges. Oh yeah, there's that one. I'm talking a lot this time, and I've been really, I'm really. Fired I like it up when today. you talk a lot. So I'm just gonna let you finish this off. But I do want to put this out there. There is a video where you've got a gentleman talking. Um, I, I can't remember who he was, but in Ukraine, and then he's got soldiers behind him. And one of the soldiers, his magazine falls out and falls to the ground. Someone has to pick it up. You can tell he was super nervous because he's like on camera. And he You're was just like, he's trying to keep it together. Yeah, and people are like, this is sus. Like, it's not really like when we went and shot the AK, like putting that thing in. First of all, let's pretend like pretend as if this was a curved uh, uh, thing. When you put it in and this is the whale. Magwell. Magwell. You have to put it in like this. And then like this, and it clips. It yeah, goes, it's not like it an goes, AR-15 where it just kind of goes straight. In up. AR, you can just go. Shh. And so I'm like, I have, <coughs> I have been like, like in my room or even at the range where I'm like, I'm gonna shoot it up or, or practice shooting it and holding it because I have a weak upper body and I need to be able to carry that thing for a while in case Ish hits the fan. And I've thought that it was in properly, and then I'll move and then it falls out. AKs are different than ARs. ARs is more of an American gun and. We know AKs. So people are like, this is suspicious because they just use, they use, they either don't shoot guns at all or they're used to just ARs. And so I, I try to tell a friend on Facebook, like, let's not be hasty because we, we, we sound crazy. Like you're making conservatives look crazy <laughs> okay. when you just say everything's a, everything's a conspiracy. Like slow down and stop doing that. It's very, it's very uh, possible that the kid or the guy didn't properly seat the dang thing and that's it and, and it fell and then are, he was just like do i pick it up these or are do I? a lot of these are citizen soldiers who have never held guns before even, have had minimal training now he's on tv which he knows is going out to the whole world so he's probably nervous af even if he did have training you can still make mistakes you might have accidentally just hit the release cat and just been like oops well i looked and he <laughs> well i looked and he didn't hit it because i was like did he hit did he just accidentally and those things are hard to accidentally to hit um you have to kind of be purposeful so it wasn't in he there, didn't right? hit it it just wasn't seated properly that's it guys stop being weird but here's the thing right like what's the lesson to take away from this yes if you're in my camp where you're just so pissed off and reactive to anything that comes out of the mainstream media because you know that they're at war with you and they are mm -hmm. it's very easy to go down that rabbit trail of like Wag the dog. There is no conflict in Ukraine. It's all like that Dustin Hoffman movie where it's a fake war. No, Putin has wanted Ukraine for a really long time, and he's been setting this up for a while. He's definitely in there. There's enough video evidence. There's enough evidence coming out of it. It's probably happening. Don't worry about that. But like COVID, mm -hmm. what ends up happening, and yes. this is where you, where you separate the people who are discerning from the people who are just panicking and flipping out is that yes, there was a COVID virus that was released from the Wuhan Virology Institute. Yes, it affected the world. Yes, people died. Mm -hmm. It's not fake. Our reaction to it was the thing that we objected to. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same situation with Ukraine. Our contention is, the honest, because we agree on this, is that this is a jingling keys moment. It's not that Putin is not there. It's not that it isn't a crisis. It's that we are now capitalizing on it 
And you can tell because liberals are banging the war drums. And whenever the liberals have been pro-war ever, right, the leftists are pro- No, 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 no. They're using this because it's convenient to them. Do you know why? They want to save democracy. Because America- No. <laughs> That's cute. No, it's because the, their, their puppet president is at the lowest poll numbers that he's ever had. They're disastrously low. They have midterm elections coming up, and everybody keeps saying the same thing, red wave, red wave, red wave. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a slaughter for the Democrats because of their incompetence. And they literally just committed war crimes against the entire world for two years. There should be a Nuremberg 2.0 to hold people like Fauci and all these other Moderna and Pfizer executives accountable. The WHO for its lies, for the propaganda coming out of the media, the complicity, the destruction, all the businesses that closed, the suicides, the personal lives and the tragedies that have, are so innumerable that it's impossible to espouse in one show. Mm -hmm. They should be literally standing on stools and explaining to us why we shouldn't kick them out from underneath them mm -hmm. if this was a just world. And you want to know what's super convenient for a bunch of criminals who have just committed crimes against humanity? Destruction. A war. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jingly keys, look over here. Don't worry about that COVID stuff. That's done with. War. Don't worry about about the fact that your nine-year-old hung himself. Don't worry about the fact that you lost your business. Don't worry about the fact that you you got fired because you didn't get the the ouchy fauci. Don't worry There's that your grandmother. War. Don't worry about your grandmother that died alone because the hospital wouldn't let you come in due to COVID restrictions. Don't worry about the funeral being socially distanced and they actually kicked you out if you tried to hug and comfort someone else. Don't worry about that wedding that you had to make a micro wedding in your parents' living room. Don't worry about the fact that they actually locked down the healthy population for the first time in human history and then called you a grandma killer if you just wanted to breathe normally and have normal civil liberties. Don't worry about the fact that we let Black Lives Matter and Antifa burn down major cities, and but they had masks on, so it was okay. And they didn't have masks on. We still called it an important health crisis, so they were exempted. Don't but worry about the was. billions of dollars worth of damages during the 2020 uh, Summer of Love. Don't worry about the fact that BLM and Antifa and all their crimes were funded and bailed out by the government run through Kamala Harris, I might add. Don't worry about all the Navy SEALs that had to quit because they didn't get the ouchie Fauci. So don't, we're less safe. Don't worry about the fact that currently the military is expelling hundreds and thousands, well, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of military members in good standing without criminal records simply because they won't comply with the vaccine mandate. Don't worry about all of the illegal immigrants that we are shipping and busing across the nation and they haven't got the ouchie Fauci and they probably have COVID. But Ukraine... You know what I think? I think that um, Biden's approval numbers are doing that song. How low can you go? How low can you go down you low? Go? How can you bring it to the flow? Can you go? Like, bring, bring it back it now, y'all. Like oh. How low can you go? <laughs> can you take it to the flow? <laughs> oh, goodness. Luckily, that wasn't my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Yours I don't care about. Um, so. <laughs> I was holding mine, baby. <laughs> It's it's a uh, it's a dark it's a dark reality, but we have to laugh because yes. because we have to we don't have a choice, and we know who we serve. We know who we serve, and, and we know who we are. And here's the thing, right? If I were in Ukraine, yeah, you best believe I'd have your M70 Yugo, and I'd be going to town on some Russians because that well, would no, be that would be get, my fight. Yeah, you have to get your shotgun because I'm going to have the M70 Yugo. Selfish. <laughs> it's all right. That works for me anyway. I prefer up close. But the the issue is is that it is in our fight. Yeah, we have geopolitical concerns. Yeah, long-term strategy this, blah, 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 that. We literally just went through two years of crimes against humanity that we know from Johns Hopkins University and numerous thousands of other doctors, we, we did some dark things 
out of fear of a virus that we knew wasn't going to kill very many of us. Mm -hmm. And we did it on purpose and they propagandized to us and committed numerous other crimes and lied to us to our face a million times. And it had an effect. It cost lives. Mm -hmm. It re it altered the entire landscape of the Western world. Uh, nobody's being held accountable, but now everybody's worried about Ukraine. Right. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this has been Two Americas. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. We love your eyeballs. We love your comments. We love your likes. We love your subscribes. And most importantly, we love it when you share our content with other people because we want to get the word out. So if you enjoy this program, if you love Z's smiling caramel face, Click that like button, subscribe, get that notification bell going on if you want to hear about us. And of course, you can always go to TU Conservative and subscribe for $10 a year. I know, cheap, right? We're just trying to help keep the lights on. You have anything else to say before we say goodbye, my love? I love you all so much. Mm. That was so, that was like almost like an, it was an ASMR. That was almost like well, sexy. It's because I want to scream because I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is like my new favorite beer this is a um, North Carolina beer uh, they are not um, sponsors, of, sponsors the show. of this show but this is some darn good stuff it's called Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze and I don't even like IPAs but this is an IPAs and it's Belgium literally brewery. juicy and if people are looking at my glass and thinking what's he's drinking I'm actually drinking mead which we're gonna have at our wedding made by our best friend we actually my, one of my one of my best friends he actually makes his own mead now this is not his this is a commercial product from Slovakia not as good but okay. it's not Russian all right don't get your panties in a twist <laughs> um, but anyway honey wine essentially mm -hmm. pretty cool it's good stuff this is why we're so amped today yeah we're a little hype but um, we love you guys we'll talk to you soon we'll see you next week on Wednesday and uh, Godspeed. How low can you go? Can you take it to the flow? And never, never stop? Go ahead, nah, go drop. That's as far as I can go. That's as far as I can <laughs> go. Because your knees. That's, yeah, that's as far. That's okay. I need to sit back up. Oh, there we go. You old. Shut up. <laughs>